0: Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prado. Today I'm looking at part two of a three part series I'm doing on parachurch organizations, especially ones founded by women. Now, yesterday I discussed some of the pros and many cons of parachurch organizations. They're also known as Christian ministries. These are Christian organizations founded for a purpose. Some with a social justice emphasis, like Christine Kane's A21, which aims to end sex trafficking or disaster relief, like Samaritan's Purse. Others are founded in order to inspire women to discipling and fellowship, And it's these which most often go off the rails. One of the issues with parachurch organizations is often its lack of accountability, said Carl Truman in a Nine Marks essay. When a parachurch organization or ministry is founded by women, led by women, teaches discipling, focuses on emotions, well... You have a cauldron of elements ripe to bear bad fruit. If gathering is one example, and living proof ministries is another. Well, another issue I have with some parachurch organizations is that they often end up competing with churches instead of supporting local churches. Walk to Emmaus is an example of this. Some of these ministries even end up supplanting the local church, where women feel if they've done a course or joined a group that, quote, counts for church. Para-church ministries, in my view, many of them, not all of them, have done a good job of confusing people on what the church does and what it should be doing. Well, today's review is a look at one of these parachurch ministries founded by women, focused on discipling, and is off the rails. I was asked to review, look into the Yada Factor, I was also asked to look at the Transforming Center. So today, let's look at the Yada Factor. Tomorrow, I'll finish with a look at the Transforming Center. Now, the Yada Factor. The very first thing a woman is confronted with when going to the Yada Factor's website is a statement that they will teach you to hear the voice of God. Now, as an aside, Yada, they say, is a word that means to be known by God, in case you're wondering about their title posted a link to their introduction video, and what usually follows a claim of we know how to teach you to hear God's voice is usually an emphasis on how noisy this world is, so you're missing out on hearing it. Well, I'd like to point out here that the world has always been noisy and stressful. In 25 B.C., the city of Rome had a population of one million. And that is the ancient Rome that Paul wrote to the church. Damascus, where Paul was on the road to Damascus when he was Saul and killing Christians, is the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world and was also similarly noisy, stressful, and populated. So we don't have the market cornered in our day and age of being so noisy that we can't hear the voice of God unless you go to the yada factor and learn the secret. It's no more noisy now than it ever was. And it's a fallacy, even blasphemy, I think, to believe that God can't cut through the noise and stress to make himself heard. Saul was busy going all over Asia Minor killing Christians, but when God simply spoke, his voice tossed him to the ground. Moses was going about his business when he saw a burning bush and a voice emerged from it. Amos was in the middle of herding when God called, and Jonah didn't even want to hear the voice of God, but God got through to him. So don't fall for the error being taught today by the Yada Factor and many other female organizations that we're so busy and stressed, we're going to miss God's voice. But this ministry or that organization has the secret key to hearing it. He spoke worlds into existence. He can make himself known if prophetic speaking was even going on today, which it isn't. God spoke, and now he is quiet, because Hebrews 1, 1 to 2 says, God, having spoken long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days he spoke to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds. So immediately your discernment radar should be alerted when anyone says that they hear the voice of God or they will teach you to cut through the clutter in order to hear it yourself. Now from the 2021 tax return of the Yada factor, we read that they say, quote, Despite the hardships of 2020, we see how God prepared Yada Factor to help people find intimacy with him from the comfort of their homes. Using Yada Factor Experience, an online course designed to help people hear God's voice personally through scripture and share in community. No, you will not hear God's voice personally. And intimacy with him from the comfort of your home, well, when you have your private personal Bible time, maybe, but it's not a substitute for weekly church gathering. Now, the other factor experience, and let's make a side note here, experience is another buzzword. Christianity is not an experience to be had, but a God-glorifying life to live via an identity God gave us. Now that experience, they say, it's rife with promises that God is just waiting in the wings to speak to you directly and personally if you just adhere to the seven-week course and then try real hard to listen for God's promptings and intimate revelation to you as you write your own thoughts down in a notebook. Founder Deb Sutoros says, quote, I would sit by the fire, open the Bible to wherever my fingers took me, ask the Lord to speak, and I would write. I journaled like a crazy woman with many tear-soaked papers. That's another clue. Open the Bible to wherever my fingers took me, rather than reading through in an organized and exegetical fashion. Asking the Lord to speak and writing down what he says does sound like a crazy woman. Since God is not speaking now, and because the canon is closed, I feel sad because the Yada student will inevitably feel disappointment. God is not speaking. The student will wonder and wonder why this isn't working. She will wonder if the impression or prompting she thinks she received is really from God or not. Only disappointment and confusion results from seeking intimacy with God by waiting to hear his voice. Even if this course is allegedly based on the Bible, as they say, it's based on unbiblical premises, a one-size-fits-all template. And run by women whose foundational motto is psychologically based and emotionally driven. Now, the Yada Factor experience promotes some good things. They want you to seek closer relationship with God, to pray diligently, and to read your Bible. And to share your biblical insights gained with sisters in Christ. All these things are good things but it's how a ministry like this hooks you. Instead of a shepherd's hook, many of these ministries offer a fishing hook disguised as a shepherd's hook. Shepherds bring you into the fold. Ministries with false promises only hook you to lure you away. Now this next section I call It's All About Me. My wounds, my trauma, my emotional well-being. And what happened was, in their origin video on how they got started, the three founders, who um, ladies, were meeting and discussing their struggles in an environment where they felt safe, their words, didn't try to correct one another, that's a clue, and felt free to be genuine about their doubts and fears. Now, it's a good thing as within, when you share with sisters, and they had shared with each other what they'd been learning from their daily Bible study. The bad thing is we're supposed to do that within the local church. If you feel you can't be genuine with one another in your own church, such as to share insights or confess sins or struggles or knit together in a bond of the word of God, then what is your church about? And if you feel comfortable with friends outside of your church and meet to discuss things in an emotionally secure atmosphere, great. But why start a whole ministry to draw others away from their own church? We read James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And Romans 12.10 says, being devoted to one another in brotherly love, giving preference to one another in honor. We are supposed to be one anothering within our own church, not meeting random women through a flat screen on Skype, as this ministry does. Well, looking into the credentials of the women who founded Yada Factor, it's always instructive to do that, ladies. Look at their origins, and look at their, what has influenced them as they've come up in the world. We see that one of them earned a doctoral degree, quote, in clinical psychology in 2016. She has been counseling in private practice since 2009, And she integrates the tools from this ministry into the counseling process to encourage clients to hear God's voice and lead them from pain to healing. Her dissertation sought to learn how to create post-traumatic growth with those whose religious belief collided with their trauma where many question God and need to find resolve and healing. The outcome of her study has helped her to offer a model of processing. Well, what is that model? Well, we read in their material that that model for this founder was a 12 step program. Quote, Peggy's 15 years of experience as an Al-Anon member has greatly influenced the forming of Yada Factor. What started as a Christian 12-step Bible study eventually transformed into an intimate fellowship based on God's Word. Hmm. What is a 12-step program? Quote, The basic premise of a 12-step model is that people can help one another achieve and maintain abstinence from the substances or behaviors to which they are addicted, says AmericanAddictionCenters.org. Well, Scripture does what psychoanalysts can't do, says John MacArthur. It pierces the heart, penetrates deep into the soul, and judges your motives. To see yourself in the light of Scripture is to see yourself as you really are. End quote from John MacArthur. Well, I applaud anyone who's earned a doctorate. It's a lot of hard work, but I would love to know about how this founder's model of processing helps people overcome years of sorrow and pain after hearing experiencing trauma. I'd love to know how her degree in clinical psychology intersects with her Christianity and whether she believes in the sufficiency of the Bible as a healer for ills. Because too often, clinical psychologists dispense Christian advice through a secular worldview. We already know that she does not believe totally in the sufficiency of the Word, since the experience relies on teaching personal revelation from God. Their thrust here at the Yada Factor seems to be focused on the individual and her healing, rather than getting to know our great God through his word. I guess I can summarize it this way. Learn how to hear God's voice so that you can use him to focus on yourself and your need for emotional healing from trauma. Their emphasis seems to be on using God to help you get beyond trauma rather than learning more about who is the Alpha and the Omega. Ladies, you don't need a 12-step psychological model overlaid onto the Bible to help you with your doubts, fears, addictions, and emotions. You need God, and you need each other in church. And by the way, the emphasis at the yada factor on emotional wounds is very present while the words sin, sin nature, and repentance are absent from the material I read, thus it's very man centered, even though there are promises that the autofactor student will get to know God better. If the focus is on your own trauma, then the only person you'll get to know better is yourself. And really, I have little patience for all this navel gazing. Who hasn't been traumatized by life? Some more than others, to be sure. But we live in a sin-soaked world, run temporarily by satanic powers. We all need to look up, not within. This last section I titled, Where Are You, Ladies? My usual concern with women-founded and women-led ministries is that these women are not at home, and it's a problem. Because if they are rebelling against scripture in that, what else are they rebelling about? All three ladies of the Yada factor are long-term married women with children. Most of them are grown now, great, but they should be focused on the home, their children, even though grown, and grandchildren that they say they have, and their husbands. Their bios show that the Yada Factor is not the first corporation that they've led. Each of them have been very busy outside the home in careers they labeled Christian ministry. In fact, on one of her blogs, Deb Sutoros worked for 10 years while her children were small as, quote, founder and director of a faith based nonprofit helping teenage girls recover from sex trafficking, end quote. She wrote that she got so overwhelmed and tired, she eventually resigned, They moved to Montana for a month to rest, and once rested, she popped up and started another parachurch organization in Yada when she felt better. Meanwhile, one wonders how her family might have suffered from her absence during this time when she was so overwhelmed and busy. Cindy Chamberlain She's a founder. She's a licensed professional counselor. A link to her bio. You should read it. Deb Satoros, founder. A link to that blog essay. You should read it. And Peggy Richardson, founder. Her specialty is spiritual formation. Peggy says in her bio she belongs to a church. Yay. But the church that she says she belongs to identifies the wife of the main pastor, as part of the leadership team. No. Well, as we conclude, I will say, first, Yada Factor is a parachurch organization, something which often just ends up competing with the local church, and it's my opinion this one does too. It's your pastors and elder women and friends in the church who are supposed to do what these women say they do through a flat screen, pray with you, develop trust, do life together. Your church, not some coaching ladies trained in a faraway place. You cannot farm out Titus 2. Second, it's pointless to create a template for pursuing holiness. Sanctification is not a template, one size fits all 12 steps, do this. A woman who has learned how to be a coach at the Yada Factor, teaching you and a bunch of other women from different churches, denominations, all at once is not the way. Get to know your local women in your church, gather with them, create memories, share experiences, Teach each other by your living example. Gather corporately, pray with each other, sing, read the word and good Christian books together. A yada coach is a clinical template that the Bible has no example for. Next, you have no idea what church that this flat screen yada coach guiding you belongs to, if they belong to one at all. You don't know their doctrine. And last, their mission and vision is off. Quote, our vision, everyone knows and hears God. Our mission, helping people know it is possible to hear God personally through reading, writing, and sharing scripture. No, God is not speaking these days. My advice to you ladies is to make a commitment to your own church, you begin the modeling of a woman who bravely shares real things, your sins, your struggles, your fears, if such groups are not present in your church already. And if it is, why are you looking elsewhere? Listen to other women and model one anothering by coming alongside in prayer and in love. Stay away from ministries alleging to bring you intimacy with God through a clinically trained coach flat screen teaching you to search for a non-existent voice that will not speak. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.